Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You are listening to the Intentionally Inspirational Podcast. This podcast was created for entrepreneurs who are seeking motivation, digital marketing tips, personal development resources, and a nice dose of comic relief. Now for your host, Jason Wright. What is going on, everybody? Jason Wright here with episode number 145. This has been an interesting day. Um, it's nighttime now. It's about 10, 10.30 p.m., something like that. Sunday night. And generally, I have my podcast done by now, but this week, it uh, was a little bit tougher to get it done. I came at it three or four times earlier today, um, kept yawning on the mic, kept, I just didn't like the direction of where I was going, so I literally took a full episode and just hit delete, walked away from it for most of the day, and I'm back at it again now, but I have a kind of a completely different theme and feel for it, and I, I feel like it was the right thing to do, so sometimes you just gotta keep going at it until you get it right, whatever it may be, so... Today, I'm going to talk to you guys about destroying your entrepreneurial equilibrium. What the heck does that mean? We'll find out. And this is another solo show with me. So no guest again this week. We will uh, get guests back on here shortly. But I like the mic. I like to talk. I think I've got relevant things to share with you. So before we jump into all that, I want to start off with a kind of a quick story. Kind of entertaining for me. Maybe more entertaining for me than anybody listening, but... See what you think. So we had a some issues with the power in the house here recently, and it's the power company's fault. You know, no big deal. They'll take care of it. And one of the guys that was out here was talking to me, and I'm 36 years old, and I think this guy's maybe 55 to 60. You know, he's almost to be my dad, but still relatively young. And we were talking, and I was like, hey, I work from home. And he said, I got a question for you. I said, yeah, go ahead. He said, I have a son who's 35, and he said that there's no opportunities like there used to be. He goes, do you agree or disagree with that? And I said, your your boy's my age? He said, yeah, just a little younger. And I was like, are you serious? I, I just can't wrap my mind around how a guy my age or younger or a gal my age or younger says there's not as many opportunities today as there used to be. Does that make sense to anybody? I mean, just with technology and the internet alone, like that's complete crap. So <laughs> if you if you agree with that guy, I've got a rude awakening for you. You're being lazy. You're being stubborn. You might have to try something new or learn new skills, but that is complete crap. So tons of opportunities to make money, tons of opportunities to build your own business, more so now than ever. And it'll probably keep getting better from here. So something funny to think about. Um, so interesting, um, actually today at church, there was a message about getting your equilibrium rocked and kind of in the personal life, you know, big life events, divorces, things like that, that may have, uh, proved to be a big turning point in your life. And I was thinking about it after my failed attempts at the podcast earlier today, I was going at a, a marketing direction. I was like, I'm just not, not feeling it. I'm not, I'm not liking what I'm coming up with. So I started thinking about this. I was like, as an entrepreneur, everybody who's been doing it for any, any length of time has got to have a, you know, a defining moment that shook things up for them. So 
started kind of thinking about that, started exploring that on my own. And I actually came up with four and I've, you know, this particular run is approaching three years, but so I'll share mine with you, see what you think, see if you've got anything similar. Obviously I can't hear yours, but it gives you something to think about. So the first big, um, equally equilibrium shake for me was the, the first big failure, uh, as I call it, October of 2015, I quit my day job, went to be a full-time entrepreneur like I am now, but back then I was chasing a dream all about money, no passion. A couple months in, I said, this sucks. I'm making zero money and I suck and I don't want to do it. Failed horribly. So that, you know, really breaking that down, thinking out loud, talking out loud here, that messed me up at first, but ended up being the biggest blessing in the world. What it did is it screwed with my confidence big time. I started saying, you know what, maybe the entrepreneur thing's just on another level. Like I just can't reach it. It's not for me. I'm not good enough. I'm not capable. So many other people are doing it. Why can't I? So you get into a real, I got into a real negative headspace with it, but eventually I started saying, you know, if that guy can be successful, why not me? And, you know, I had to figure out why people were being successful and why I wasn't or why I hadn't been. And I quickly realized that there's got to be passion with what you're doing because it's going to get hard, whatever it may be. It's going to get hard. If it gets hard and you hate it, you're just going to stop doing it. You know, if you're going to pick up dog poop and it's 110 degrees outside, unless you really enjoy that, which would be pretty weird, you're probably going to stop when it starts to really suck. All right. That's what building a business only focused on money feels like. Picking up dog poop in the heat. It sucks. And when it sucks too much, you stop and you go inside and get a drink and don't do it anymore. But when something's fueled by passion, it's a different, different game. And here's why. Because your fuel is something that just doesn't run out. You know, with passion, it just it doesn't run out. It doesn't go away. So even though you may be getting kicked in the face over and over and over, hypothetically, hopefully not literally, you can keep going because you know that you're still doing what you're supposed to do and you still see the point of it and you keep going. So that shook me up initially, kind of tore my uh, confidence down, but made me realize like if I can crawl back from this and build anything substantial, like that's, that's a hell of a comeback. So um, that was the first thing for me. Um, another one is I look back at my first run at coaching, you know, I landed a few coaching clients, was able to help some people, but, um, wasn't able to sustain a full-time income from it. Like I thought I was at the time I started to realize I didn't quite have enough life experience with what I was going after. So I was going after entrepreneurs and you know, you're always further along the path than somebody else, but I didn't realize how competitive it was. I didn't realize I do. I am passionate about it. I do enjoy it. Don't really push it much at the moment, but would love to coach people again in the future. But I didn't really have enough success as an entrepreneur to get the attention of as many people as I wanted to. So um, I wouldn't say destroyed my equilibrium, rocked it a little bit because you know, you have a plan and when the plan doesn't go the way you want it to, then it's like, now what? Um, another thing I took a stab at and kind of where some of the intentionally inspirational name come from was motivation. And I knew that when I spoke and when I wrote, I could get people's attention, something I've always been able to do. People can see and feel that passion 
and it can help inspire action and, and change in perspective and attitude. And that's a beautiful thing. But what I figured out after some time for me at this point in the journey, there's no money in the motivation. Now, obviously, I know there's Les Browns and Eric Thomases and people out there who have been very successful, very wealthy from motivational speaking and that type of thing. But for me at this point in the time, in this point in my venture, motivation wasn't going to be a significant stream of income for me, which is okay. But now I've got a digital, um, a, a digital marketing, you know, automation company called Intentionally Inspirational, which confuses a hell out of people, but it actually works out well because it's a name that they don't really forget. It's different. It gets their attention. It makes them go, huh? What's that? So it generates curiosity and it's a conversation starter and it, uh, Honestly, positive things only come from it. So it worked out okay. Um, a next, uh, another surprise that really shook me up was my first hard run at Facebook ads. So this would have probably been, oh, I don't know, six months ago. And Facebook ads, when I started going at it really hard, I figured out like, man, this is way harder than it seems. Like way harder. There's so many things you can do. It literally changed something every two and a half to three weeks always changing something. And Facebook has this relevancy score that applies to most ads, not all ads, but there's some different things you can do. And uh, basically the relevancy goes from one to 10 and it's kind of a high level overview of how well the ad's performing. And just because it's performing well, doesn't mean it's creating sales per se, but that's another conversation. But anyway, you know, I used to get ones and twos and threes and it's like, I can't figure out how to get to a four and now I've actually gotten pretty damn good at it. And, you know, sevens and eights are the norm, sometimes nines, which is great. So um, I try to build a significant piece of business on Facebook ads alone and had some success. But then I was like, man, this is really hard. And it's really, really tough to build relationships on ads alone. So when I had the big moment, it was like, okay, Facebook ads has to be a piece of the puzzle, but not the foundation. So then I shifted my focus to marketing automation and click funnels and Facebook ads as a piece to help support that from the traffic side of things. So then I kind of find balance, found balance. So then that leads me to the, the next event and there is no next event yet, but as long as I'm an entrepreneur, we know that there will be a next event, a next rock of the equilibrium, if you will. And for anybody in this game, you've had your own shakeups, you've had your own surprises, disappointments, failures, and you know that if you're not getting clocked in the face, you're not in the ring. So if you're in the entrepreneurial world, setbacks are coming. There's no way around it. The only thing that matters is what are you going to do about it? How are you going to pick yourself back up after you get knocked down? And it's actually not a negative thing. It's actually a great blessing because if I have any interest in something and I say, you know what, I see value here because it connects with A, B, and C, and I keep getting people asking me about it, and I see why they're asking, and I don't really know much about it, where I'm best is I just step into it. Just step into it and start messing with it. If I can get my hands on it and start experiencing it, I know I'm going to fail and screw up, but that experience, that's where all the value's at. You know, a lawyer who may be first in his or her class is highly desirable by law firms coming out of school. But once they start getting wins and experience, that's where the huge, huge 
value comes in. That's just one example of, of many. Think about a mechanic or a plumber. I want the guy or the girl who's been doing it for 20 or 30 years because they have that experience. They've probably seen my situation before, which gives you, gives you great comfort because you know that you know experience is always going to trump preparation. So some people may not agree with that. You may think about that, but for example, we've got two vehicles now and, and both of them, this is my fault, but both of them need brakes replaced and one car is a Toyota, one car is an Infiniti and the Infiniti, the back wheels have a piece of suspension that blocks two essential bolts from being removed. And I'm like, okay, I don't know, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know how to get to it. And I can't figure it out. So I've got to get on YouTube and watch some videos, but with the front brakes, you know, both cars are different. I've never done the brakes on either car, but I've done enough brakes in my life to understand the principles. And I know that once I get in there, I'll figure it out. No problem. And I have, and I could prepare all I wanted to, and it's helpful, but having the experience is even better. That's why I came up with that experience Trump's preparation. So think about this. If you're, if you're an entrepreneur and say you've been running with it for years and you can't think back to anything that's happened that's shaking you up, probably not doing much. You're probably playing it pretty safe, too safe in my opinion. And that should get your attention. That's not a good thing. You know, if you're like, I've been doing this 10 years and I haven't had any issues for 10 years, man, that's, that sucks. I like a little excitement. I like a little challenge. Don't you? So think about it. I encourage everybody listening to get flipped upside down a little more often. And what I mean by that is, is step out and try new stuff. Take chances, take risks, see what happens. You know, um, unlike the guy my age that I spoke about a little bit ago, you know, I think opportunity is going to continue to grow. I don't buy into the, there used to be more opportunity. Now there may, there may be, there may have been more opportunity in one particular field or area 10 years ago compared to now. It's because the workforce in the world keeps changing. You know, there's, there's positions that I see every week in my community. And I think to myself, man, that could be automated, like real easy. Like that job's not going to exist in five years. I can see it, but I, I hear other people that, that see it and they have no plan on what to do about it. They're like, well, I guess I'll just be unemployed. Or, or, <laughs> or you could take the knowledge that you've got right now, start learning some new skill, skills and be a step ahead of it. Just a matter if you want to be proactive or reactive. I, I could care less because it's your life, but seriously, people, it's not too hard. So... I'd love to hear what you guys think about this. You know, destroying your equilibrium as an entrepreneur, it's going to get, it's going to happen to you. It's going to come at you whether you want to or not. But even if you bring it upon yourself, knowingly and willingly, I, I think that's a good thing. You know, I, I'm, I'll tell you this one thing right here. I'm thinking very seriously about marketing automation on a higher level. So I know where my value is. I talk to clients every week about click funnels for marketing funnels, active campaign for the email and the marketing automation. Talk about Facebook Messenger, Facebook ads, that type of thing as well. All the time, almost every day. Sometimes it's projects, sometimes it's ongoing work. The point is, I know what the value is of that knowledge. And I know it's not going away. It's only growing because I see it every single day for all intents and purposes, okay? 
So what I'm thinking is, hey, I'm going to distill that into courses because I already know they'll sell because the proof of concept's already taken care of. And I think that'll be great. I think I can drive some traffic to it, sell some courses, um, just, you know, take advantage of that. But I'm thinking a step beyond that and saying, okay, I live in the Indianapolis area. What if I set up some workshops and it's like, hey, it's two hours, so much to get in. I'm actually go through some of this stuff and like build funnels and build automation with people right in front of them on a screen, but also be able to interact with them and talk to them about what they're doing and, and give them that one-on-one as well. I think there's great value with that. You know, my business model at this point is all online and it's all location independent. That changes the game for me. That's location dependent. It's a risk. You know, what if I do it and I lose money or break even, uh, doesn't go well, you know, freeze, whatever. There's a lot of things that could happen. And I'm going to probably do it anyway. If I'm talking about it and I'm saying I'm thinking about doing it, if you know anything about me, I'm probably going to do it. So, uh, but again, it's it's going to shake things up for me in the business. No idea where it'll go. It could uh, be huge. It could leave the same or it could, you know, make me take a few steps backwards. You have no idea. But you're never going to know what's going to happen until you try. You know, speculation and talking about it and asking people they think. I mean, at the end of the day, it's kind of a waste of time. Just do it and see what happens. You know, as long as the result of the risk is not you or somebody dying, you know, if it's losing some money or getting your your pride bruised, go for it. Just go for it. The worst case scenario generally doesn't happen anyway. Well, short episode. I like this content a hell of a lot better than what I came up with earlier. You know, I just wasn't satisfied with it. I was like, if I'm not satisfied with it, why would anybody else want to hear it? So... Hope you guys see what I was trying to do with this today. Um, I, I think it's something important to think about and talk about and reflect on because, you know, if you're an entrepreneur at any level of success or any stage in the game, you're going to face challenges. And I'm a fan, like I said, of creating some of those challenges intentionally. You know, if I want to get in front of people live and do some trainings and some workshops in this area that I'm skilled in, might as well go for it. You know, what's the worst that could really happen? I'm not going to, probably not going to get shot by somebody in the crowd. I mean, I guess it could happen, but why? You know, the worst thing that could happen is, uh, you know, I make no money or I feel like I wasted half a day. I mean, big deal. I wasted half my day today jacking around with brakes. So how bad could it really be? Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, like I said, in future weeks, we will get some guests back in the mix as well. Next podcast will be another full access project for you. Nice and short, no editing, no guests, just the real uncut reality of an entrepreneur. And appreciate your ear as always. Catch up with you guys again soon with another episode of the show. Till then, take care. Thanks for tuning in to Intentionally Inspirational. You can keep up with all of our new episodes on CastBox, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We look forward to having you join us again next week for another great episode.